Hello everyone and good afternoon. My name is Daniela Ponce and today I wanted to bring about a very, very important topic called post-traumatic stress disorder. So post-traumatic stress disorder, or commonly known as PTSD, occurs usually after a traumatic event, which could be a car accident, shooting, combat, um, a natural disaster, or sexual assault. You know, it could be any any kind of event that's similar to this. Usually when someone experiences an event like this, they're going to experience painful memories, they're going to feel nervous, or they're going to have trouble sleeping. So today, I just wanted to get into this topic and explain how and why this topic is very important today. Okay, so before we begin, I just wanted to inform everyone that the month of June is National PTSD Awareness Month. And June 27th is National PTSD Awareness Day. But what exactly is PTSD and why does it affect us all so much? So, like I said earlier, um, PTSD usually encounters after someone has a traumatic event. I gave you guys some examples that it could be a car accident, it could be a shooting, it could be combat. But it doesn't necessarily have to be this type of event everyone is different so everyone is affected differently so you know once an event happens like this people start to experience very painful memories um sometimes these symptoms vary between people and they can develop over different timelines so for example ptsd symptoms sometimes won't appear for months or years after the events or the symptoms can sometimes just come and go Okay, so according to the DSM-5, one must meet a certain diagnostic criteria in order to be diagnosed with PTSD. So I know I mentioned earlier that when one directly experiences an event, it can result in PTSD. But not only you don't just have to be experiencing the event, you can simply be witnessing the event as it occurs to someone else and still result with PTSD. Okay, so in order to be formally diagnosed with PTSD, according to the DSM-5, one must meet criterion A. One must also experience one symptom or more from criterion B and from criterion C. One must experience two symptoms from criterion D and criterion E. And then one must be criterion F through H. So I'm going to go and go ahead and more in depth explain to you what exactly is asked from these criterions. So criterion A mentions that the individual must be either directly experiencing the event, witnessing the event as it occurs to someone else, learned about an event where a close friend or a relative has experienced a threatened violence or an accidental death. And lastly, has experienced repeated exposure to very distressing details of an event. For example, it could be a police officer repeatedly hearing details about a child's sexual abuse. Okay? Okay, so moving on to criterion B, like I mentioned earlier, one must experience at least one of the following symptoms that is associated with that traumatic event. So, one of the symptoms could be either unexpected or reoccurring memories of the traumatic event 
it could be having dreams it could have it could be experiencing some kind of flashbacks where you feel like you're going through the same event or it could be just simple strong and persistent distress cues on the body that is connected to your traumatic event Moving on to criterion C, where we need to at least experience one of the following mentions avoidance of reminders that are associated with a traumatic event. So one being avoidance of someone's thoughts, feelings, or any physical sensations that bring about memories of that traumatic event, or avoidance of certain places, certain people, certain conversations, anything that can have, has to do with bringing up memories of that traumatic event. So as for criterion D, one individual must have at least two of the following negative changes in their thoughts or mood that ended up, ended up occurring or worsening due to the experience of the traumatic event. So some examples that are listed in Criterion D are loss of interest in activities that one used to enjoy doing, um, feeling detached from others, or persistent inability to experience positive emotions. So for example, you feel like you are unable to be happy, to, to love, or to experience joy, any of that. So um, another thing listed here in Criterion D is the inability to remember an important aspect of that traumatic event it could be self-blame or blaming others about what happened or basically just a negative emotional state for example feeling shame feeling anger fear that is very pervasive okay so moving on to criterion e one must experience at least two of the following changes in arousal that has either gotten worse or started due to the traumatic event so that could be difficulty concentrating. It could be having problems sleeping, an inability or aggressive behavior. You could be impulsive and have a self-destructive behavior, heightened startle response, or you're constantly feeling on guard like danger is around the corner. Lastly, well not lastly, almost last, Criterion F just simply states that all the above symptoms have to last for at least a month and... Criterion G states that the symptoms must bring about a considerable amount of distress or interfere greatly with that person's life. Lastly, finally, so I was actually doing some reading on my own time and I came across the story of a young woman who suffered from a very traumatic incident from a job that she was hired for. So basically, this young woman was hired for a day to help her local neighbors move some boxes around, you know, some furniture, and a horrible accident occurred at the scene. So as she was emptying the contents of a shed, a box that she was carrying exploded, and a glass of sulfuric acid was actually hiding in the bottom of the box, which was obscured by the appearance of the books and the hay that was in the room. So this, this person suffered second and third degrees burn to her face and arms that, that to this day, the trauma from the accident, when she encountered certain smells or sensations, it guides her right back to the scene of the accident. So the feeling of hot water, the smell of rubber tires, any detection of fire, either by sight or smell, just triggers her. There are many medications that are helped to be prescribed to these individuals to help mitigate the effects of PTSD. 
Some of those medications could be Prozac, Zoloft, Lorazepam, and these are commonly prescribed in cases that involve both depression and PTSD most of the time. So lastly, I wanted to bring about some ways and methods for treatment for PTSD. I know that I did bring up some medications that could be prescribed to individuals, but I also wanted to talk about therapy because therapy is also an option. There is cognitive processing therapy, and this process helps one examining how you think your trauma, how you think about your trauma, and how you could figure out some new ways to live with it. We also have prolonged exposure therapy, which helps you confront your trauma. And you have some 15 sessions that are usually about 90 minutes each. Your your therapist will teach you some breathing techniques to ease you with your anxiety. Um, You'll make a list of things that you've been avoiding and how you're going to face them one by one. And in another session, you'll basically recount the traumatic experience with your therapist and then you go home and you listen to a recording of yourself. Basically, you're doing as homework and over time, it'll help you ease your symptoms, okay? Um, Well, yeah, that'll wrap it up for today. And I'm very, very thankful for everyone who is listening and have a great afternoon, everyone. Till next time.